to Always Open. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about what makes you happy, uh, as well as improv, game of cupidity, and a question from our box of issues. On this week's show, you got me, Barbara Dunkelman. Uh, and... We'll get... <laughs> Where is he? It's over here. He's confused. Oh, here. You got the lost boy. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, God. Ow. Oh, hi. I'm Trevor. <laughs> the nameplate, right? You get a lower yes. third, right? I'm Jessica Vasami. <laughs> I'm Mariel Salcedo. Oh, my God. It's what? me. Oh, no. We're all on first and last name basis. Oh, yeah. You could just be Trevor. I'm just Trevor. You're, well, you fucked it up. You got you, you did the whole thing. You did the whole thing, and you fucked me up. Oh, because you said about? Barbara Dunkelman. Mm-hmm. You mm -hmm. said Trevor. Mm-hmm. You, you said, said Trevor, and you said Jessica? I just said Jessica Vasami. And it's yeah. me. Well, you said I'm you, Meryl Salcedo. It's me. We should just put me on Should we start over? Plate. It me. Right. No, I think that we got to leave that in. Okay. I think we leave in your fuck up. Whoa. I wasn't the one who fucked up here. Who fucked up? <laughs> I don't know. We got it? baby butter beers here. We do. <laughs> shot of the week? It is. Is that what this is? Trevor, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. <laughs> the three siblings and Barbara. Yep. Yes, I know. We are related. I feel very outnumbered. 100%. We all took the same spit test, and it turns yep. out we're all twins. Yep. yep. We are. Just three twins. Just three <laughs> maybe it's because you all put your spit in the same test. That would skew the results a little bit. A little bit, bit but yeah. it's okay. And Jessica, welcome back. Thank you so much. Happy to have you. <laughs> Thank you. You said you're uncomfortable sitting here with me. I want to get into that. Tell me, is it because you you're homophobic? You weren't supposed to say that when the cameras were on. Well, you're, are you supposed to fake it? Is it because you're afraid of gay people? No, absolutely not, Mary. <laughs> is that what it is? Are absolutely you exposing not. you now? Oh my God. I'm just. I I, let's get into it. Why not? Do you want to make out right now? <laughs> I think we should. Is that where this I is going? We should start drinking before we get into this. <laughs> <laughs> we already started. You're just make out right now. I love that's 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 your response to. Are you a homophobe? Do you want to make out right now? That's how much she knows she's not a homophobe. Hey, that's how you know. Prove it. Are you not a homophobe? I'm not a homophobe. Should we make out? Yeah. Yeah. Please Wait, that's, that's not going to prove anything. Please don't. Sure it will. Well, you don't okay. know what Barbara's got going Just on. Just do under it, underneath. and we'll see Just, what happens. No, okay. We'll save <laughs> it for the on. end of the show. Get that retention. You <laughs> there know you know? go. Oh, exactly. Audience retention. Yeah. We don't want them clicking off after three minutes. <laughs> what you have to exactly. say is we'll make out at some point in the show. In the post-show. Yeah. Because we don't want people skipping just to the end. So will we. Mm. That'll, that'll that get will, way more views. That will definitely happen. <laughs> yep. Like everything else we've promised. In the we're also two siblings. So we're also, have... it's weird, but it's okay. Yeah, that's, Absolutely. yeah. Yep. All right, well, let's do our shot, my friends. Um, this is the piece of ass hey. shot. Love that name. It's submitted by Sarah W., and it has uh, a third Southern Comfort, a third Amaretto, and a third Sour Mix. Mm. And mm -hmm. uh, as Trevor oh. said, it looks like a little butterbeer almost. This is like a little butterbeer. All right, Very well, cute. cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Playing the glass. You play. Okay. Yum. Goes down smooth. Yeah. Doesn't taste anything like butter. Oh, beer. I forget that you can't take shots. Yep. Why can't you take shots? She's because then she'll burp and she doesn't like to burp because. But I can't burp. Well. So it's not like I like to or don't like to. I just absolutely cannot. So. So if you swallow a bunch of air, will is it just like a oh. pre-fart and then it's just building up? No, it, it's only up here. So I just feel like a balloon that's gonna fly away, but I never fly away. I so just how do you get rid of it? You gotta swallow more I, helium. I just lay flat on my back to get rid of the pain. I don't know where Are you the serious? bubble goes. Yeah, I have to get it checked. I need to go to a didn't doctor. Didn't you go to it? Didn't you go to a doctor and like get it checked? I got my gallbladder out because that was oh. what they thought might have been causing it, but it absolutely was not. So yeah. that thing's out of me and. It's somewhere else now. Were, were you ever able to burp, even as a kid? No, no. If I have, it's only been an accident, and it's only been like a little, like, 
It was a medical oh, yes, emergency at that, that. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's weird. It's so weird, and here's the rest of this. I have to burp myself sometimes. Mm. Every I make, time. I make more. Just like pat on your back? No, I, I, I can't do it now because I'm wearing a microphone right here, but I have to bang my chest until yeah. I do it. I make Trevor's more burp me. I don't know if you're really banging your chest, but you, yeah, you ta I also have a mic if yeah. you couldn't tell. I, I Basically, it's like mm -hmm. on my chest. Yeah. Yeah. You should make him burp you. That's I, right. That's, oh, that's, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah, when I see really that, I'll just, I'll just, hey, come on over here. No, it's what yeah. I, yeah. Laura and I do it all the time to each other. We burp each other. Do you? Yeah. That's sweet. It's also like a bonding thing between couples, I yeah. think. Well, I breastfeed him. That's another All right. very great <laughs> positive bonding thing. That All right. Moving on. Ooh. We are, we are off to a great start. He likes all All right, we're going to start things gross, off. dude. Uh, I'll never make that joke again. <laughs> People actually breastfeed each other, right? That's App thing. Oh, yeah. There's like websites fetish. where people can go and get born. stranger milk. You know, I think it's strangermilk.com, actually. <laughs> stranger. You know, I don't, we're not here to kink shame. I am. You guys are not. Meryl is the our, our uh, local uh, kink shamer. On but it's the show. fucked up, all right? It's a little, it's a little weird. It's interesting. But then, I mean, people say it's weird that we drink um, cow's milk. She's a milkophobe. Mm. I grew up on a dairy. I'm just glad I, I was raised on the dairy. I was literally raised on a dairy. So molded by it. Not, I was molded by it. You, you only literally adopted it. it. Adopted the dairy. The yeah, whatever. What's happening? We're <laughs> What's going on? Uh, we have a whole topic on uh, breast milk coming up. Fantastic. Um, now we're doing a, a game of cupidity, which I think you've played before, Jessica. I don't think I have you. I don't think <gasps> we've got some cupidity virgins. We've got, here. So, we've got two virgins on the show. It's my favorite. I love uh, popping cupidity cherries. Oh. So, for your guys' knowledge and anybody watching who doesn't know what it is, cupidity is a, a little icebreaker game we do where we take questions from OK Cupid mm -hmm. and we just rapid fire them to each one of you one at a time. Sure. <laughs> and if you don't answer truthfully, we will know. <laughs> oh, oh no. God, yeah, we actually have a spring in both of your yeah. chairs. It's like it goes right up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your mic is actually also a heart monitor, so we're monitoring that too. So if your heart starts beating faster, we know you're lying. Oh my God, I yeah. did not my sign any paperwork for this. Right oh yeah, you did. Yeah, uh, you totally. Mm, we know when you happened you when we took the job. Sign oh. up for Rooster Teeth. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was just in like there. Actually, here. when you sign up for the <laughs> website, so we can do it to any of you. Anybody. There's a spring oh in everyone's God. chair back home. Always open. To so be honest, didn't exist back then when we <laughs> <laughs> it, but here we are. All right. Well, Trevor, you get to go first. Ooh. Okay, oh. Thank God. Okay. Are we all getting the same questions? Nope. This is a fair. There are different. Okay. There are different questions for everybody. All right. Are you ready? Yep. I think. Do we have <laughs> 30 seconds on timer? the clock? We do. Not actually, quite. it's not quite 30 seconds. Are you ready? Oh, not quite 30 seconds. And go. When you are cooking, do you closely follow recipes or do you operate loose, more? Loose recipes. Would you and your ideal match eventually feel comfortable farting or anything? Oh, definitely. Yesterday, this morning. <laughs> Hypothetically, uh, and if the lack of either wouldn't affect your health, which would you give up, sex or sleep? Sleep. Ooh, nice. Uh, do you find the idea of nice. shaving a partner's nice. pubic hair <laughs> exciting? No, not really. Uh, imagine your partner enjoys getting naked in public places where nudity is not socially acceptable. Uh, this would be A, a turn-on, a turn-off, or irrelevant. Uh, mostly irrelevant, but probably like a turn-off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how I feel Got any that. plans? Is that what you, what you were trying to say? <laughs> Wait, is that on OkCupid? Who's yeah. putting that on their public profile? Oh, I want somebody who just like rips their clothes off just whenever. No, they, they just have all these questions that they ask people when they're setting up their profile. Mm -hmm. I guess oh. to find like people who match find each the other. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And then they can have these people yeah. go off and start a new uh, You guys are farting in front of each other? We are! Already? Wham. I actually, yeah. Damn. Who did it first? Oh, me, I think by you, accident. You did by accident. <laughs> and then, and then 
and he was all embarrassed, and I said, no, 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 I'll make you feel better. And then I was like, <laughs> but it and was then like, she shit her pants, so. <laughs> and told him to leave immediately. <laughs> okay, get out. <laughs> no, but I think mine was like, it was really quiet. Was yeah. yours like a thunderous clap? <laughs> why? Why? Why would it have to be that? I don't know it's because, just, because, she, because she compared hers to like a little meep, so it makes me think that yours was mine like was comically murderous. Yeah, and hers was like a there was a whistle between her cheeks. Well, if it was obviously loud enough for you guys to hear and you to get embarrassed by it, yeah, yeah it hers was, was like a fly fart. Mine was like a just was human a, fart. A standard like. <laughs> what, what happened? Like, like I sat on a duck. Where, where were you? Where yeah, we were, were at my apartment. Mm -hmm. You were like lying on the couch. Mm -hmm. I think we had like just eaten dinner or something like that. Or done something. I don't forget. I forget what we were doing. I'll have to check my journal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I'll have to check the cameras. <laughs> the what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, and then it's funny. I don't know if I could tell the story. I probably can't. Whatever. You're here. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> what does that mean? What but does any of that mean? You told me one time that you were taking a shower and I didn't hear the thing. I was still asleep. <laughs> You farted and it sounded like a duck. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, shower farts are fun. So now, now because... like, anytime I fart, I'm like, wait. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. This is a duck. There's also There's something about the water effects. I don't oh, know. That movie that you showed me, was it in Insidious? No. What was it? The scary movie that we watched together? Uh, uh, the kid uh, walks the Conjuring. Conjuring. The Conjuring. Bugs oh, Life. God, Bugs that life. movie is terrifying. Where the kid walks Bugs down the stairs. Talking, mm -hmm. being sentient. And he oh, goes, yeah. he goes, Mom. <laughs> he, he says he asked for his mom, but he says it in a way where it yeah. sounds like a fart. He goes, "Mom," but it sounds like "Mom." <laughs> <laughs> farting great. It's great. Yeah. Glad we got the oh, farting conversation farts. out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little bit. You know, uh, I've always I've said this on the show. It's not my thing. Farting in front of each other. Yeah. It's not my thing. I don't know. Just, well, you just something so when you have mystery. to fart, where do you just like walk out of the room? Real I, fast? I think it's also maybe just because I don't have to often. You're very lucky. Some yeah. of you, some people like me are cursed. Yeah. Some of some, you are cursed. Some of you. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the one that's cursed. Perhaps. Maybe. Perhaps. All right, Jessica, you okay, ready? Okay, yes. We have, I don't know if we have any farting questions for you. Okay. We'll see. We ready with our timer? All right, and go. Do you think physical love is necessary for happiness in life? I mean, you, I definitely think you need to be attracted to the person if you're going to be with them for like the next 50, 60 years. It's a quick answer, Jess. <laughs> is it okay yep. for a married person to play around with someone with the permission of their spouse? If it's okay with their spouse, do whatever you Again, want. Again, quick answers. <laughs> Which would you rather lose, the ability to reproduce or the ability to orgasm? Oh my God, probably reproduce. Would you ever sleep with a porn star? No. I'll do one more. Uh, do you talk about your sex life with either of your parents? I do. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Both parents? My mom. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, mom, I dad. got it in two yeah. months ago. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Uh, no. Similar, almost. Almost. A month and a half. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm very, I'm very open with my mom. Um, definitely not my dad. He doesn't want to hear about those things. Um, but yeah, and my mom, I do. And and sometimes she'll just be like, okay, okay, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Uh, but then sometimes I'll just keep going. And she's like, all right, you know, I didn't ask for this. Uh, yeah. So Before, what do you tell her? I mean, I just tell her things. Like just, how into detail do you go? I guess. I, I mean, I don't go super into detail, like. Just, You're just like, Mom, I got laid last night. Sure, or just be like, yeah, sometimes when me and so-and-so have sex, mm -hmm. you know, this is what happens, and mm -hmm. or this happened the other day, it was weird, or oh, like man. I farted during sex, who knows? My parents watch the show and I still can't even talk to them about anything like that. Because you've already said it all. I know, <laughs> they find out everything from watching yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I do remember, this was when I was, I think, 17, okay. and I was with my first boyfriend at the time, and you know, we he was my first that I was ever with, 
And like parents aren't dumb. They probably know when their kids are having sex and stuff like that. And I remember my mom was helping with something in my bathroom, like hanging up a shower curtain or something. And just quietly she goes, so you're using protection, right? And I was like, yes, mom. And she goes, okay. And that was literally it. That was the extent of our whole conversation ever in terms of anything sexual. What do you think made her say that? Do you think because of your age or because there had been some signs that you had been... I think it just was probably just obvious time. at that time. Okay. Yeah. I'd been yeah. with that boyfriend for a year at that point. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm -hmm. think kids are good at hiding mm -hmm. anything as, mm -hmm. as well as they think Plus, they if are. your mom, they know things. Yeah. They can pick it up. Yeah, but also, like, I still to this day have never gotten the talk from my parents. Maybe I should ask them. Maybe I should call my mom up and be like, hey, mom. Let's try the talk. Uh, still a virgin. Uh, <laughs> would love for you to explain how it works. Did your parents ever give you the talk? I think so, yeah. They're like, Did you really? Have you ever, uh, I, I don't know, it's kind of awkward because they're like, they're like, she was, mom was trying to like broach the subject about like boners and shit. Cause like, as you, if you're a kid, you just kind of get one randomly periodically. Like, kids might yeah, play with it. Yeah, how do you explain that to a I don't know, like, kid. it was just weird. So she was like, so you might like know about that. Do you know, like, I'm like, yeah, mom, I, I kind of know about it. So I just kind of sat there and, and, and entertained as she kind of entertained her kind of talking about it. It was just really awkward, but I was like, yeah, whatever. You gotta appreciate the effort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mom's pretty open about all that kind of stuff. I'm never really like worried about talking about stuff with her. So. That's good. That's good to have. Mm -hmm. I wish more people had parents like that. Yeah. yeah man. Well, also, that's why this show exists. Yeah, we're here to teach you about boners and um, nipple drinks. Mm -hmm. Nipple drinks? Absolutely. Milk? Breast milk. Multiple? Breast milk. <laughs> nipple drinks. This episode of Always Open brought to you by nipple drinks. By nipple drinks. <laughs> all right. Oh, Speaking of nipple drinks, are you ready, Mariel? Were you speaking about my nipples? <laughs> yes. All right. Are you ready with our timer for Mariel? Let's do it. All right. And go. In general, how relaxed are you on a first date? Uh, five. Quick answers, Meryl. How often do you tell your platonic friends that you love them? I would say pretty often. Do you put the shopping cart back at the grocery shop? Yes, all, all the time. Uh, would you have sex with someone who has very unusual physical features just for the novelty of doing it with them? No. Are you sexually fertile? I don't know what that means. Fertile? My fertile? Sexually right. fer fertile? Can you have kids? I oh. haven't heard otherwise. What a weird question so to have on a date. I mean, man how would you know that? You no. You get your eggs uh, okay, checked. I would want to. No, I wouldn't. So. I, that seems that seems wrong to me to sleep with someone just to say like, just for like the I fuck the weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? That seems cruel. Yeah. I would rather fuck the weirdo because I love the weirdo. Yeah. Or attracted to the weirdo. Yeah. Or something. I'm attracted to the elephant. So like the guy in like the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Notre, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah I know. mean, I, I put up with just this hideous. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I was, hideousness. Well, Texas meaning, polished me off. So I've been I look meaning a little to better. ask. Like what's what, what's Android esque? But <laughs> you know. <laughs> you polished you off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shiny now. I don't know what the sexually fertile is. Sir, uh, yeah, well, I guess if you're, I don't know. The toast so, is done. Uh, something just, just turned that? on. I think the jukebox there. turned on. Oh. Weird. Or it did something. Um, that was awesome. Who the fuck does not take carts back at the grocery store? Assholes. Fuck those yeah, people. That's people that kind of like shitty. just jank them up yeah. onto the curb and then leave them no, in the, the grass. People who just like unload it at their car and just leave it there. I know. Yeah. Or like just shove it off to the side somewhere. They have so yeah. many of those cart returns, you might as well just It's like in every other spot, yeah. Yeah. Just don't be an asshole about it. Yeah. I often, if I'll see carts hanging out in the parking lot, I'll just bring them back. That's good. Because that's how good of a person I am. Yeah. You are a great person. You're an Barbara. angel. Thank I you. I love you. There you go. Oh my God. My platonic friend. You need to say it. I feel more. like I try to always make people feel like I care about them and I, and I love them. Yeah. 
I tell everyone I love them. Well, you don't do that with me. So no Unless idea. you're telling them to wash their body, nasty bitch. You're a nasty bitch, and you gotta wash your body. Um, yes. I'm, I'm guest four. Ah, that's who you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we ready? All right, we got a thumbs up from Mr. Christian, and go. Are traditional gender roles important in a romantic relationship? No. You've been chatting with someone and you're hitting it off. They send you nude pics of themselves. What's your reaction? No, thank you. The only available spot in the entire parking lot is reserved to the handicapped. You're in a hurry and won't be very long. Do you park there? Yes. Ah, hypothetically, do you think it, you would be good at being a porn star? No. Do you like hickeys? No. Which of these is likely to make you more nervous, a promising first date or an important interview? An important interview. Did you say you were bad at, you wouldn't be a good porn star? I don't think so. Trevor? Uh, I don't know. But you're gonna, <laughs> but you're gonna take the handicap spot? Yeah, that's fucked up. That's what I, okay. This, the, the only way I could justify it is if like you're dropping something off or just yeah. running in quickly to do something. Not if you're actually staying. I wouldn't even there. take yeah. a spot at that point. I just curb it. You know, just pop right by the Put curb. Your that, side. Well, that depends if there's a place to stop. Like I'm true. picturing like the parking lot that's like near here with mm -hmm. like the uh -huh. FedEx, uh -huh. where there is no place to just stop your car, and if yeah. you stop, you're blocking something. Yep. So I'd rather just stop in the handicap spot for literally three seconds drop off the package and go out rather than circle around. No, I, Dude, I once got yelled at by someone when I, uh, I was, where was I? I was going to run into a liquor store, I think to buy stuff for the show. And I parked in um, the like electric charging stations. Mm -hmm. And it was literally there for 30 seconds, mm -hmm. like in and out. And some guy came and yelled at, first of all, he didn't even have a fucking Car that was an electric car. What the fuck was he yelling about that? He was then? being an asshole. It was literally that like, back? old man yells at Sky. Maybe. He's upholding ethics. Okay, right. there's a and promise that man you make. Was Trevor. Yeah, it was me. I was yelling at her. Recognize you from somewhere. <laughs> I've way. I've parked in electrical parking spots before. Just when I'm going in to pick yeah. something up. And no, it's fine. It's not like a. It's also you really gonna charge your car right now. There's also multiple yeah. of them. And if I, you're taking one out of four. Mm -hmm. I know what like, you're talking about, and I've done it there too. And if me too. every single space is used except for that, I'm not gonna wait for like the one Tesla in like the city. Oh, absolutely, I'll park there. there. No, yeah. yeah. Especially when I know like I'm going in, picking up a coffee yeah. or something, and then running out. Yeah, like. it just seems, if you're quick about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was, it's funny because oftentimes I won't take the handicapped stall in a bathroom, but mm -hmm. if all the other stalls are taken, you do, because yes. like you want to go, and if there's a line of people, like all the stalls are being used. There was one time where all the stalls were taken, I really had to pee, and I, so I went in the handicap stall, and I guess in the time where I was peeing, everyone had like finished and left, and when I opened the door to leave, there was someone in a wheelchair waiting, and I'm just like, <laughs> God damn it, the one fucking time! <laughs> yeah. Just like, Dude, I do it all yeah. the time. They'd wet themselves yeah, because no, they waited so long. I felt God. so bad. Um, I do that. I do that often. All the, all the time. I do that often. I, you know, I just walk into whatever. Stall. I mean, obviously, if I'm in the bathroom and there's like I'm waiting in line with someone who is in need of the handicap stall, I'll obviously like yeah. go. Yeah. But if there's no one else in the bathroom and that's the only stall left. Uh, well, yeah. it's not like you need to just take the handicap stall for fun. You don't need right. the leg room. You're not really kicking around. I mean, maybe unless you are. they're the handicap stalls that have their own. Mirror and sink, True. which is like the lap of luxury. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the stepmother stall. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Laura's mom has a very similar story where she was in a bathroom and like just went into the handicap stall and came out and she uh, saw a lady with, with you know who needed the handicap stall obviously and she she had like a little wrist um, like kind of thing on like a I don't know like 
you know, I don't know, something oh, like, like medical like, bracelet. Yeah, yeah, like so, no, like a wrist like stabilizer. You know, if you have like carpal. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. And so she was just like, <laughs> like trying to like justify, like, look, I'm hurt. I too. need the handicapped shawl because like, of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this makes it okay. I was on crutches one time. I didn't even take the handicap stall. Okay. You're, you're, a, you're a good woman, Barbara. That was the day that you helped me to my car. I, where I those did. Crutches are now? Are they ditched in some airport they're, somewhere? They're in some convention hall. Yeah, <laughs> I brought the crutches here because I, I sprained my ankle while I was at work and I had to go catch a flight. And obviously, it like healed over the course of the weekend <clears> to the point where I didn't need them anymore. But carrying crutches through an airport and like with your I bags yeah. sounds yeah. miserable. Was the worst experience traveling ever that I've had. But I didn't need them by the end of the trip, so I emailed props because that's who I borrowed them from. And I was like, on a scale from one to ten, how badly do you need these crutches back? And they're like, we don't need them. We could just buy new ones if we need them. And I was like, thank fucking God. So I just left them at the convention center. Fuck it. Someone else could use them if they need. Yeah, you got to do you, girl. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, you got to do you, All right, well, before we move on, uh, I want to thank Dodger Coffee for sponsoring this episode of Always Open. Dodger. This episode of Always Open is brought to you by Dodger Coffee Co. Dodger Coffee Co.'s original coffee is a modern take on Americana diner coffee. It's made from responsibly, ethically, and sustainably sourced beans. The coffee is a dark, smooth roast, low in acidity with hints of cocoa, caramel, and peanut tastes. The coffee is roasted in the U.S. by a small craft coffee company. Dodger Coffee is made from the highest quality specialty grade beans. These are some of the best coffee beans in the world. Their cold brew has about double the caffeine content as a normal cup of coffee, which personally I love because I need coffee to function. Um, Place a single order or sign up for a subscription and get 50% off your first order and 25% off all your orders for as long as you're subscribed. Try the beans and make coffee how you like at home. Try a delicious cold brew from right out of the bottle or try one of their teas. Enjoy some of the best coffee and tea on earth while supporting creators and esports events. Check them out at DodgerCoffeeCo.com. We had Dodger on the show a couple weeks we ago. We did, and we love her coffee yeah. and, and her was, tea. And some Machima Hunter stuff, yeah. too, as well. She'd come and hang out and play some Let's Plays with us. She's the gang beast. We always died together. <laughs> she would just grab on, and we'd both fall to our deaths. Oh, she's, nice. she's a lovely person. You ride together, you die together. Exactly. You drink coffee together. Did you uh, eat your lemon while I was doing that ad? I did. I was just watching as she was sucking down lemons. What Dude, is, what's going it's on a with thing, this? man. It's just what I do. This is what Meryl does. She takes a lemon, she puts salt on it, mm-hmm. and then she eats the Yeah, I saw salt. you doing that. I didn't understand. Why do you put the salt? Is just part of It makes your it thing? like my cheeks hurt right now and I Mind you too, they're salivate. salivating. Yeah. Just thinking Are you guys hungry for lemons? Making, no, just thinking about it. Making, making about her doing sweat? it. Salty lemons. Making your mouth sweat. Meryl made me do it one time, and it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah. When, oh, yeah. We were filming a short. We were filming something, and uh, there was. Lemon. I didn't make you do it. You were like, "Look, this. There's a lemon here. I'm gonna. I want to be." You. I was like, "I want to see what all of this is about." <laughs> hated it. I salted it, She's and I went. Like, oh man, it's. And I went. It's bad. Oh. <laughs> so good. It made it more sour somehow. Really? Yeah. Not yeah. Enjoying salt this. brings out the the yeah. tartness. It's great. I love yeah. it. It's such a good snack. Well, um. Snack. Ugh. <laughs> looking like it. Snack time. Um, well, my friends, I wanted to talk about something that all of us have been doing lately, which is in- cocaine. That's just you. <sighs> we do not condone drug use on this show. No, we don't. Um, we've all been doing improv, taking mm-hmm. improv. Mm-hmm. Um, Mariel, Trevor, and I have been in one class together with some other people. We did one round of improv a couple of months ago, and mm-hmm. now we're doing a second round. And then Jessica, you've been doing improv for a long time. Yeah. Like but 37 years? 
veteran. Okay. 36, don't go crazy. <laughs> Both of y'all now. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I've been doing it for the past two years, and uh, and then now I'm in the, so Rooster Teeth now has a second class um, of, of improv classes, and I'm in the second class now. So you guys took the first, I took the second. You're like a freshman, we're like sophomores. Okay, sure. I'm a senior, I got held back oh, okay. multiple times. I didn't realize that yet. <laughs> Am I cool? Okay. How do you like it? Doing it with like, I know you've done it for a couple of years, but how do you like it? Like with yeah, so it's, so it's yeah, really like, strange. It it's really strange because when I first signed up for improv, the, my main reasons for signing up for it was because I wanted to gain confidence in myself. I wanted to meet new people mm -hmm. and I wanted to get out of my head. I'm mm -hmm. very in my head type person. It's very hard for me to get out of there. That's so distracting. Mariel. What's distracting about it? Mind your business. She's shaking under the table. Rolling up I'm another like, lemon what are you doing here? down there? <laughs> and like how many lemons do you have? Texas, uh, hooks, Texas knows. Texas, <laughs> Texas loves me. He, he he's like, he's like, he's addiction. Just like a there, we camera. should get <laughs> a Texas out. cam at some point. But he, um, yeah, and so level one was super fun because we were just playing games, getting to know everybody. Then like from level two upwards, I had my good days and my bad days because my good days was I was like, yes, I'm getting this. I'm I'm out of my head and I'm really present in the moment and I'm and I'm just like feeling the energy between me and the other people and um, felt very confident. But then there's some days where I'm like very much in my head and I'll yeah. go out, I'll do a scene and I won't get laughs or I won't feel the connection with my scene partner. Or you just don't know where you're going. I don't it. know what's going on and then I and then I beat myself up about it and. Um, and then I don't like it, and then I leave improv just being like, ugh. But it was always a back and forth for, with me, and that was my biggest thing. It basically showed myself that I do need to just like calm down, get out of my head, and remain f uh, present in my everyday life and uh, with an improv. But the difference between my classes with people, complete strangers, yeah. and then here is that I'm doing it with my coworkers, who I already know and I'm very comfortable with. It's also a really good group. It is, so yeah, we it's have- a huge um, group. It is a big group. I have um, Josh, Blaine, Chris, Ellie, Stephanie Ard, she's in art department. Um, she also does improv too. Stephanie does, yes. With you, right? We, yes, we did you? our original classes together. And um, Devin, and um, Kyle Taylor, um, Drew a, Saplin. Yeah, a there's, there's a, whole, a whole bunch of people in there. And the first day was kind of interesting because we were forced to connect with each other, <laughs> as in like, make eye contact with, e with each other for a very long period of time and just stare into each other's eyes, not speaking. Did we ever have to do that? No, we never did that. Okay, that. we have different teachers, no, so. No. We had to do like the one where we look yeah, at each other. Hey. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay, the clap game, where you have to the connect clapping. first and then clap? Yes, yeah. okay, so we're doing that, but then there was one where we're just staring at each other, and like, if my arm moved up, Barbara, connect with me, then my arm goes down, and then we're doing this, and we're just like in sync with each other, and we're going back and forth. And so if you're with it, like, I feel mm -hmm. comfortable with everybody, but that's a whole new level it's of comfort. It's a new kind, yeah. To have with my coworkers. It's a lot of trust. It's a lot of trust and a lot of vulnerability, and then at one point I started getting really emotional, because I was connecting real hard, I guess, who are you connecting with? Josh and Ellie. Okay. And so then at the end of it, after we were all done connecting on our owns, we went and huddled into a circle. Again, being silent, we all huddled with our arms around each other and we took a deep breath. <sighs> and then we all stayed oh, silent for another nice. second. And I was like, I am gonna, I'm gonna cry. Are you sure you didn't like go to a 
cult initiation? <laughs> and somebody, I think this, Josh this has said. This is way different yeah, than our no, improv class. Yeah, drink. It's, I know. <laughs> yeah. Josh did say it felt cult-like to him, but at the same time, it was really good because it was that there, we have a lot of walls up, and so yeah, it was just true. knocking those walls down. Yeah, like, especially because it's almost weird how it's more kind of vulnerable and embarrassing to do improv with people you're comfortable with and know mm -hmm. rather than strangers, because strangers mm -hmm. you don't, necessarily care about yeah right you won't see them after the class yeah yes we also want to. I know our class was kind of like a mixed bag of people yeah the first round we did we had an interesting um, assortment of, of people from yeah we had, we had like we had uh, Alfredo and me mm -hmm. uh, from from Achieve Honor obviously mm -hmm. we had you we had Mariel we had mm -hmm. Tyler mm -hmm. we had Max from live Max. action we had Maggie from animation we had yep. Cole from animation and Issa. Issa Issa Adam Ellis from tech Ellis. Becca Becca, Becca. I think that was it. No, we had twelve people total. <clears throat> Did we have twelve? Well, Tyler was never there, so. Chad. 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 Yep. Yes. Screw These are so, great groups. So, yeah. like, we all like were aware of each other, but like, I don't think any of us had had really worked together on any right. production. So mm -hmm. this was like a really good icebreaker for like getting to know each other and like on a performance level, mm -hmm. so you can get comfortable with each other. It's kind of like the same thing that we do with the reunion stuff, like spring break. Everybody in Let's Play is like all aware of each other, but like, it's nice to finally just get somewhere. And just make content together to, mm -hmm. like, you know, take yeah. down those walls. Yeah, it makes a big difference. There's also we and we talk about this all the time about how a lot of people, and I'm sure it was the same with your class <laughs> and the same with our class in level one. How a lot of people didn't want to do it. A lot of yeah. people were just like, I, the, this is the last thing I want to do. It's terrifying. This. It's terrifying. Like, yeah, I have so much anxiety <laughs> over doing it. And once we started doing it, I'm like, I want to do this every day. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. our our teacher, um, Dave Buckman, who's from Coltown. He he went around the room and he was like, "All right, everyone, uh, say why you're say why you're here and why you're doing improv." And literally, like six of us were like, "We're here because Cameron made us do it." Like, yeah, that was our answer. Just like Cameron made us Same do it. Same with our here. group. There's a couple that were just like. Yeah. And um, by the end of it, we were like, "Oh my god, we want to keep going. We want to do more." And mm -hmm. so now we're doing level two, and we're gonna have a performance coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a live show. Terrifying. How do you guys feel now then? I'm like even more nervous. Yeah, I think it's more, it's scarier now. Well, that's the, that's the funny thing is, so a few weeks ago, Jess Lonnett, who works in sales, um, she's been doing improv here for years, and uh, she invited me to come and be a monologist on her show that she does. And um, what What's a monologist? Monologist, so basically they, like improv troops will invite someone to be a storyteller. So essentially you come in and you tell a story for one to two minutes, and then they do improv based off of things they pick from your story. That's kind of like what Max, Max told a, a uh, he yeah, read he one wrote, of his old blog posts for our class <laughs> yeah. one time, and we had so, to yeah. do a scene based off it's that. It's basically someone comes in, you pull from whatever their story <laughs> is about, you know, pull inspiration from that, and you do your scenes based off of that. But it was like one of the most terrifying things I've ever done. Just to tell the story? Just to tell the story. And Jess kept telling me, she's like, well, you do always open and you, you know, you go to RTX, you, you're, you, you know, you do, panels. you do panels and you do stuff live in front of like literal thousands of people. Why is this so scary to you? And I was just like, I don't know. It's just like, it's being vulnerable in a different way. It's very different. Yeah. Also, I... On Always Open and RTX and stuff like that, people know us people and know already us. like us. And they are, yeah, there's already like, yeah. you can go into this thinking that like people already somewhat like us. Like they are, maybe they think we're funny, they like us for whatever reason. Like we already know there's, there's already a level of trust built there. Yeah. Right? So like I know like if I like make some shitty joke, like someone maybe will laugh at it just to make me feel better. But like when you're doing that, which room, hopefully if they are at our performance, they do. Yeah, well, if you're in a room full of strangers, like they have, they don't, you don't, owe, they don't owe you anything. So they're like, well, you're only gonna laugh if you're actually funny. Right. Um, 
So yeah, I remember like afterwards I posted about it and I think you and like a few other people were like, why didn't you tell us that you were gonna do this? And I was like, I didn't want anyone I knew to be yeah. there because I knew I would fall flat <clears throat> on my face. I definitely was one of those people. Yeah, yeah. You know, both of you and like a few other people were like, and Ca Cameron showed up because Jess ended up telling him and I was like, are you here? Oh. I think the, um, the good thing, though, about having people come watch you do improv, especially people who support you, they'll laugh. Yeah, oh, sure. It's not funny. Yeah, that's a great thing about yeah. Dave, our teacher, is that he's very vocal when he thinks something. Is funny. Yeah, like he will be, he will like laugh out loud. Which, when he doesn't laugh, I'm like, what am yeah, I doing I wrong? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's another thing that's kind of intimidating too about the class is that there's just one person there. So like, you're like, oh man, I thought that I, what I said was funny, but he didn't laugh. Then it's like, well, someone else could have laughed. But one of the things to an empty room. Yeah. yeah one of the things that um. Our teacher, Michael Jastro, which he's also teaches at Coltown, he Does he have like glasses. Sometimes he wears glasses. Okay, I think he has, you might have seen him there. Hold okay. Uh, in the first three, four classes, he's been making it very clear to us to not try and be funny at all, and to just focus on like the relationships between the characters and just having a grounded, real scene because the the comedy will come out of it. Just it'll just mm -hmm. happen, mm -hmm. and so that's taken a huge amount of pressure off to just like be able to go up in front of a few people or thousands of people and just be myself, take the walls down and it'll just happen yeah. because of who you are as a person. Yeah. And um, that's tremendously helped. It's been so nice. I'm Absolutely. like, I don't have to go up there and be funny and then it end up being funny anyway. But if I go up there thinking, God, I have to be funny, I'm gonna just not be yeah. funny. Yeah. So We had several instances where like, in the same same thing, at the front half of the, the first class, we would like, we'd go in and we'd try to be funny and because of that, like you, like the audience knows you're intentionally trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. You haven't built that connection yet. Yeah. Whereas, like if you just make it natural, it's easier to bond to. And then yep. natural, like you slip up, and now your universe doesn't make any sense because, mm -hmm. like, like we had a skit yesterday that now 14 year olds get driver's license because someone slipped. Well, then, then you just run with that, and you yeah. own and that's it, the, and you the extrapolate. New reality. Right. Yeah. Improv. Before we wrap up this discussion, I just want to know, like, what you all feel is the biggest benefit you all got from it? Because we talk about it a lot and how much fun it is, but I feel like we all benefit from it as performers or as podcast people or hosts or whatever it is. Yeah. I think there's a lot of benefit you can derive from it. There's a lot of lessons that like, I learned in particular. But doing Let's Plays, doing podcasts, doing things like that, especially with Achievement Hunter where there's a lot of voices that are all, always going, it, uh, it, it gives you those tools that enable you to like, add to the conversation or like, kind of pepper in things here and there um, and kind of roll with like, an ever-flowing conversation um, without like and, and maintain a confidence too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's helped me with listening the most. That's something that I have always been kind of bad at, especially when you're like interviewing someone or just having a discussion because you're always trying to think of what you want to say next and like where you want to take it. Mm -hmm. But you could do so much when you listen to what the other people are saying and playing off of that instead of yeah. what your own ideas are. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, tough thing with improv too is that you have to do both at the same time. Yeah. You have to like mm -hmm. listen but you also have to like Okay, where can where can I pull from this? Like, what can I work? Works those muscles. Yeah, works those brain muscles. Yeah. I don't have many of them. <laughs> well, you know, we're working them. So no, I think the confidence has helped a lot. Like, just um, and especially our group has gotten smaller now. A lot, a few people had to like drop out. So it's just what seven of us. And I think like the trust and the confidence, because you know, if like you have an empty stage and no one's hopping up there, and someone hops up, then you're like, well, fuck, like I gotta go help you out. Yeah. Can't leave them hanging. Yeah. Yeah, mine's been the same thing is just self-confidence in myself because sometimes like I feel like I'm a very weird person as we're all very weird. Mm -hmm. We don't really know like, well, you know, what level of weirdness are you? And are you gonna accept my weirdness? Because we're all different kinds of weird. And uh, in general, just being 
weird and different. Yeah. And um, I think improv was a way for me to realize and also exercise my weirdness and accept that we're all kind of crazy and different and and embracing and accepting of that was really a huge thing for me in improv. So I can be myself and sometimes in daily life I might say something to somebody and they're just like make a face but I'm like, yeah I said that and I'm gonna own it. And then <laughs> It's usually me making the faces. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Meryl has yeah. a judgmental face. <laughs> yeah. So it's made me feel better about myself. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I guess the thing I always think about is like when you're watching someone act or perform or something like that, you're not like judging them in a bad way where you're just like appreciating that they're up there doing that. Yeah. And I kind of have to be like, that's what people think when I'm up there too. Right. But mm -hmm. you get too much in your own head. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we move on, <laughs> I want to say thank you to Daily Harvest for sponsoring this episode of Always Open. We've all seen a mouth-watering healthy smoothie on Instagram or Pinterest and thought that's the kind of thing I should be eating. But who has time to make that every day? Wouldn't it be great if you could get those picture-perfect nutrients without having to hit the farmer's market and chop up a million fruits and veggies? Now you can get all your superfoods fast, uh, super fast with Daily Harvest. Lots of supers. Uh, Daily Harvest sends superfoods uh, straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, activated breakfast bowls, or nice cream vegan sundaes. Great name. Each single serving cup comes ready to blend or heat. Their produce is organic and unrefined and looks as amazing as it tastes. You could actually see all of the whole ingredients when you open the cup. Daily Harvest freezes all of their ingredients at peak freshness, sealing in their nutritional value. Preparing each cup is insanely easy. Just add water or if you're feeling fancy, you could substitute other liquids like coconut or almond milk. Uh, just go to daily-harvest.com and enter the promo code OPEN to get three items for free off your first box. That's promo code OPEN for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com, daily-harvest.com. Speaking of superfoods, you got another lemon there that you're Well, this one had a lot of uh, seeds in it. Did it? A lot of little, little seeds. A, little, a lot of little seeds. Wow. So well, you I've can grow your own lemon trees in your stomach. Yeah. And just keep the like keep a, the feeding going. It's like that episode of Rugrats. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Where you Tommy know, eats. Oh, not Tommy. I thought uh, it was Chucky, Chucky with a watermelon Chucky seed. Chucky eats the watermelon seed mm. and we, dive in. Our them. generation just remembers that episode. How old are you, like, Trevor? I'm young. How old? Excuse are you? I'm 27. me. Oh. Okay. You're not young at all. I know. I'm not yeah. young at all. No. I'm still the oldest person at this table. Mm -mm. Wait, how old are you? 29. Oh, you're 29. Had to yeah. dust her off before she got here. I'm just oh. kidding. Oh. Just kidding. This new that friendship is no longer. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Shit. Cancelled. <laughs> See you later. Springs. <laughs> 29. Yeah, yeah guys. Oh my God. What am I gonna do for my 30th? I've been thinking. When about is that your a 30th? Lot. June. Oh, oh shit. It's coming up. So I'm just like, what do I do? Do I do something? Do I not? I don't know what to do. You should just, definitely do something. 30th yeah. big. 30 shots. Yeah. I'll hey, be on the, the floor. Next, the next milestone is 40. No one wants to celebrate 40. You're, just die before. 40 right? shots. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, we love people who are 40. Did you just do shots for every milestone? Yeah. your birthday. I'm gonna stop forgetting, remembering my birthdays after a certain point. Trevor's like, it's Monday. <laughs> uh, all right, well, the next segment we have, um, we wanted to read a little message we got from the community followed by a question for our panelists, our table, whatever they, we call you guys. Um, we receive a lot of really wonderful messages to our email, alwaysopen at rishti.com. A lot of people saying thank you for the show or something we talked about, help them or whatever. Um, and we wanted to read one and then chat about it. So this one comes from Sean C. And Sean writes, I wanted to send you guys an email to say thank you for always open. 
It is one of my favorite RT shows because of how honestly and inclusively it tackles questions about life, sex, and relationships. I battle infrequent but intense bouts of depression that tend to sneak up on me before I could curb them. One of my safety measures, things to do to get through the worst of it, is to attach hardcore to one specific show and binge until I start to feel like I could tackle the world head on again. I've done this ever since high school and a really nasty five or six years of depression and suicide attempts while working through coming to terms with being gay. It works and sometimes works really well depending on the show I binge. Always Open has been that go-to show for the last year and even more so for the last few months after being laid off. You guys make me laugh and then help me come back around to seeing that light at the end of the tunnel and I'm incredibly grateful to you all. Just wanted you to know that. It's very sweet. We love you. It's so sweet. <laughs> that makes me emotional. Um, <sighs> yeah, I mean, I know that. I've been there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's an honor to be part of anybody's happiness. But we always say, like, we're not responsible for getting people through. It's, it's the strength that people have within themselves to get through those tough situations. But if we could be any type of catalyst for mm -hmm. that, that's yeah. a wonderful feeling for us. Mm -hmm. um, but the follow-up to that question is, what is something that makes you happy or helps you escape any hard times that you're going through? I feel that as far as, like, watching shows and binging shows, the one show that like always makes me happy uh, is The Office or New Girl. Uh, I can watch that on repeat all the time. Michael Scott makes me feel better about myself. because <laughs> um, it's such a mess. Yes. A um, so I totally get, you know, watching shows. But sometimes, um, you know, we all definitely need to escape sometimes and just like get away and like turn our phones off and just maybe we have to plug in and just to distract ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's the the binging of the shows. But then, you know, that um, that's not going to solve our problems, obviously. And there has to be, you have to find a, um, a, a healthier way to kind of deal with whatever you're going through. And for me, that's, I will talk to anybody and everybody about my problems, which sometimes I should probably limit that to like a few people, but I, I usually just like go to everybody and I'm like, hey, give me advice, you know, because everybody's perspective is so different. It makes you feel closer to people when you do it. It does, absolutely. And especially with my female friends. Um, Sorry, but Jen. yeah, and, and my male friends. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, and so it makes me feel a lot better. I can get a lot of different perspectives on like how to handle a certain situation because sometimes you're so, there's so many thoughts inside your own brain about how to get through something. It helps when you can go to different people and be like, hey, I'm having some trouble. Can you help me just kind of like narrow down like how I should go about this next process? This is something I'm struggling with. And uh, another thing is therapy. I go to therapy, not ashamed of it because it is super, no, super helpful for me. And even if you don't have a million life problems, if you just wanna talk about what's going on in your day-to-day -day life, like therapy or just is have just... someone to talk to. Absolutely, yeah. somebody that, keep th that will keep things confidential, that won't talk to other people. Thank you, Texas. Yeah. Absolutely. Not gonna post about it on Twitter. No, exactly, <laughs> they're not gonna post about it on Twitter. And most people that you go and confide into hopefully would not post about them. Twitter, unless you have really horrible friends. Hashtag it's, Jessica's problem. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> not, to, not to get away too much from that story, but there is this podcast that I started listening to who is a therapist. She's a relationship therapist um, named uh, Esther Perel, and she records her sessions with, um, with her patients and releases them as podcasts. It's all anonymous, so you can't, um, you That's can amazing. never tell who they are. But there, it, it is so good to just sit there and listen to and like, help watch her, listen to her work these these problems that these people are having. And it's yeah. like everything from like cheating to like, you know, they're not having sex anymore to like all sorts of crazy things. Um, but it is such a good podcast mm -hmm. and I started listening to it and it 
in a way that's become like a form of therapy. Just like yeah. listening to someone else's therapy. Really well, yeah, because it also shows that you're not alone. Like we're not alone in this world. We're all going through all different kinds of problems, all different, some more severe than others, but we're still like all in the same boat and we're here to support each other. And so that's great. That. That would, yeah. Yeah. It also kind of gives you the tool belt of of her. What, what did you say her name was? Esther. Esther. So it basically gives like you you see how she kind of works through people's problems and, and the the outside perspective she brings. So then like whenever you have something, you can kind of have that in your head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like how somebody else might kind of look at that and kind of pull yourself out of your problem a little bit to look at how you can deal with it health like in a healthy mm -hmm. way. It also probably makes you feel like you're not alone in having that problem. Yeah. 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 Well, definitely for sure. Yeah. Like even hearing someone talk about it candidly like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Fine is a lot. What about you, Trevor? I, in high school, like going into college, there was a time where I was like severely overworked, surprisingly, in high school. Like you wouldn't think mm. so, perhaps, but. I feel more overworked in high school than I did in college. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there was definitely times where, but anyway, like, uh, and so it, and it affected my ability to sleep. So I like, because I would always be stressing about everything. I'm like, no, 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 this is my time to escape. And just like, I can, I can guilt-free give me give myself this eight hours to just escape and not worry about it and that's how I got really good at doing that so like now I, I know a lot of stress can actually be amplified by the lack of sleep if you're like super tired or if you haven't been sleeping well so like a lot of times I'll just go I'm just gonna go to sleep kind of like escape the problem temporarily uh, and then a lot of times in the morning when you look back on it like you kind of have a fresh mind mm -hmm. and it and it suddenly feels like it either disappears if it's like kind of a, just a small stress or something, or like it just feels way more digestible, just like way more surmountable. Some of the best advice I've ever been given is sleep on it. Yeah. Because sometimes if you if you want to respond to something, especially that is angering you or upsetting you, if you just take yourself away and sleep on it, or even just give yourself a few hours mm -hmm. to do something else, focus on anything else, and then come back to it, you're like, this doesn't bother me as much as it did when I was dealing with it. Yeah. And you're yeah. able to look at it almost from an outside perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I love mundane things that give me a sense of accomplishment. Mm. That's what I'm into. Um, Examples? Cleaning. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Like, if my room's a mess, and then I know I'm a mess. Like, I, I'm a very anxious person, and, like, that's one of the things that, like, my poor girlfriend, a lot of the times, she's like, oh, let's hang out. I'm like, I can't. I got to clean. Like, I just got to clean. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've told this to Trevor before. I'm like, I feel stressed out because my apartment is messy, or this is... Something yeah. like something has built up and I just need to deal with it and it has nothing to do with anybody else It's yeah. just like my own mental. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like cleansing inside my brain. Yeah, it's also it, can, it can be like a looming like anxiety yeah. Like it yeah. can cause anxiety. And it's nothing super big, but you just know it's there. It's like in yeah. you know Yeah, just it, can deal with it. it can definitely loom. Yep. I um, I used to pay for a lawn service to come and mow my lawn and I started mowing it, mowing it myself it's like the best thing I've ever it's done. It's cathartic. It really is. Yeah. No, it really is. And especially because you can like you can see the work you've done. Like you can literally mow a, lo a line into your grass and you're like, holy shit. It's like, like vacuuming too. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> insane. Like there's so there's such a change and it's such a sense of like, like, oh shit. Like I got calluses on my hand from mowing so much like <laughs> recently. Um, Look at you. I know, right? Yeah. You also like- Real handy doing... lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> you've, been, you've been also doing like a lot of like house Repairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love I'm doing shit. Man, I, mm. yeah, real handyman. Um, but no, I, I've always loved doing things that I can see. I'm a very stubborn person. That's like I think. No. Can be. I know, right? Can you believe? You can, can you believe? see the final result. Yeah. So yeah. I'm. I'm like once I want to do something or like I want something, then like I will go crazy if I don't get it or if I can't accomplish mm -hmm. it. 
Um, I feel like you guys are very similar. <laughs> yeah, I can see. I, I definitely like I'm bonding with you over this right well, now. You know, because we, we're basically <laughs> the same person. Well, That's I, why, I Barbara. Kinda, <laughs> and I'll you make sense have now. <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely feel like I got that from my dad, which is my like to, is, to take pride in the yeah. things that you do, the work that you do. Because like yeah. it's easy to be lazy, but like it's nice to do so, even if it's like something like mowing the lawn or raking leaves yeah. or doing something a little bit more mundane. Yeah. But like taking pride in that and doing it well. And then that kind of like then goes into every aspect of your life, you know, yeah. whether it be like if you're younger, if it's like your grades or something, or if it's like, what do you want out of yourself? What do you want out of your life? Take pride in all the small things and then the big picture will kind of just follow suit. You know? Yeah. No, I love finding tiny problems um, that I can fix myself. Like, yeah. instead of, because you know, there's so many things that like, you know, I've been told like, oh, just like hire someone to fix it. Or, and also I think it comes from the like, um, how cheap, not cheap, I wouldn't say cheap, I'm very frugal. Frugal. Mm -hmm. So, um, smart with your money. Yeah. Well, so when it's like, oh, I can hire someone to come and mow my lawn and spend, you know, $80 a month doing it, or I can just do it myself. Like, I was very lucky my dad bought me a lawnmower. That's very nice. That's a good gift. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was still like, for me, it was like a sense of accomplishment that I knew would make me feel so much better. And mm -hmm. it's something that like, I can just, I can walk out. I can like, I'll like, even in the morning, I'll like open, after I mow my lawn, I like open my shades, I'm like, God, that's a good looking lawn. Like, ah, that's fresh. That's fresh, that's a fresh cut like, lawn. It's right like a new there. haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Looking I don't know, I, I get, you I get. your own hair. I don't cut my own hair. <laughs> <laughs> what a like sense a of accomplishment. <laughs> it's just like, it looks like a mess, but hey, I did it. <laughs> He's like, yes, I cut my own hair. Doesn't it look nice? But no, there's there's definitely a sense of, of like a pride and mm -hmm. that you can, um, especially if you're, you know, like if you're down on yourself and you can find something that will give you pride and will like be like, I did that, I accomplished that. Even yeah. if it's something as mundane as like washing the dishes. I mean, a lot of people when they get depressed, they can't even get out of bed, can't yeah. wash the dishes. Absolutely. And like just pushing yourself to do the smallest of things yeah. is like Will lead to huge. maybe even bigger yeah. things. Yeah, get, yeah. get like a, maybe a couple like, yeah. get a couple like checkpoints done basically. Like mm -hmm. the things that are surmountable cause then it's like a waterfall and suddenly a bunch mm -hmm. of yeah. things. Yeah. Otherwise, if you look at everything, it just becomes an insurmountable hill and you're like, I gotta do that, I gotta do yeah. that. I gotta. And then I've definitely been there. Like I've just sat there just like, I I just wanna watch TV now because like I have to do that and that and that yeah. and that. And like, uh, what do I do? You know, yeah. you do but you just have to get up. Yep. You just kind of, as soon as you force, that, that's the biggest hurdle. You just start forcing yourself to do one of like the bite-sized ones, like chores or whatever it is. And then like, you're just doing it, you're kind of maybe mindlessly doing it. That's why I like music, you know, just listen yeah. to it. And suddenly it's done, you're like, all right, okay. And then like, and then- Do the next thing. You know, it goes on, but. Yeah. Baby steps. Baby yeah. steps. I'm very similar in the sense where, like to de-stress myself, cleaning helps a yeah, lot. Cleaning's great. Um, because usually a lot of my stress is kind of in the back of my mind because something is unorganized or dirty or whatever. Not saying that I'm anal in the least. Um, <laughs> Did you say you like anal, is that what you said? Sure. Uh, Trevor? <laughs> in high school, they called her anal girl because she was very neat and organized. That's 500 oh, days. It's so 300 days, 500 days? 500 days. 500 days somewhere? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, but something else that like makes me happy, I used to spend a lot of time like watching TV, watching Netflix, watching movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. But especially like a few months ago when I was single and had a lot of like time alone, I would like to just go to a coffee shop or go somewhere outside and just like be on my computer or read and just like yeah. take myself just into public, into a place where I could just like escape my own apartment and escape work and escape even like people I knew just to like kind of spend time alone. Yeah. Um, so that's something that definitely brought me down and calmed me down a lot when I was feeling really stressed or upset about something. Um, but like the question about what makes you happy, like Trevor's a huge part of that now. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> he brings a lot of joy into my life. It Ditto. makes me so happy. But um, just having someone who you could like talk to about everything. Yeah. And like someone who like understands and listens is mm -hmm. just like such a wonderful thing to have. Trevor's I'm like, Trevor's like, I wish I had that. <laughs> I'm glad I can be that for you. I'm still looking for. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Definitely kidding. No. No. You guys are the glimpses. Yeah, it's, it's just like, yeah, you, to find uh, whether it's like someone that you're dating or someone just like a close friend, someone that you can just like be open. Where's my camera? There it is. Someone just, <laughs> that you can just be open with, like, so, like just open and honest and, and candid with, like, is, is super refreshing. Yeah. Um, I mean, whether it's your parents, like we talked about earlier, whether it's someone you're dating, whether it's, you know, whatever. A it's, therapist. Um, a therapist, yes, therapist. absolutely. Or your like, lawn. Or your lawn. Anything. She speaks to her but lawn. Just go outside also, and yell at the sky. It's also kind of a, a message of like being able to open up as yourself to mm -hmm. someone else like yeah. not like yes it's important to have someone who will listen and understand and be able to talk to you mm -hmm. but you yourself being able to be open with someone is like a big step for a lot of people and I mm -hmm. think it's a really scary step but if it's the right person and it's like a good friend or a family member whoever they will not judge you yeah, yeah. they will not judge you for what you say or what you do and they'll be there for you unconditionally yeah. and that I think is like yeah, yeah. Some, something I that judge you. I, would never I have from either. the Trevor I think, um, they, I think they're finding that in the, in We're the being chat. in love over oh, here. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we, we found it over here as well. So we're absolutely just as happy. I knew this would happen. <laughs> I knew this would happen. I was like, the second I bring up anything to do with Trevor, <laughs> you guys are going to be over there. I want the camera to just like hard cut and some, somehow I'm sitting on a stool right here. Just like <laughs> the three, the three siblings, well, whatever the, we said. I'll have a nice big couch the, all to myself. The three twins. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I love it. Water. Yeah, man. Find what makes you happy. And, mm -hmm. then, and then hold on to it and yes. grasp mm -hmm. it and yeah. never let it go. And if you let go, it's open. Tell your friends and family. Tell your friends. Maybe it'll yeah. make them happy. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it makes you happy. And if it does, thank you. That's a huge compliment. Exactly. All right, well, before we get to our boy box of issues, uh, I want to thank Tripping for sponsoring this episode of Always Open. This episode of Always Open is brought to you by Tripping.com. I travel pretty often, and it can be really stressful to plan and find places to stay, but Tripping has made it super easy. Don't visit a ton of different websites on tripping.com. One search lets you compare every home from the world's top vacation rental sites in one place to find the best deal on your perfect vacation rental. Vacation rentals offer more. More privacy, more space for everyone under one roof, and more choices with fully stocked kitchens, extra bedrooms, and even hot tubs. Hell yeah, I love a hot tub. I'll take any place with a hot tub. <laughs> All the comforts of home and then some. Best of all, at Tripping.com, you could join the millions of travelers who find more savings with rates up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. So if you're planning a spring break on the beach in Florida, Tripping.com. Coming to Austin for RTX, perhaps? Tripping.com. Dreaming of sitting on the deck of a smoky mountain cabin? Tripping.com. Uh, this year, save time and money when you book the vacation home of your dreams with Tripping.com slash open. That's T-R-I. P-P-I-N-G dot com slash open. Find your perfect vacation rental, tripping.com slash open. Thank you, tripping. We be tripping. Girl, you tripping. Girl, you tripping. <laughs> that sounds magical. Girl, though. you tripping. Oh, definitely. Right? RTX coming up. You had yeah. me Come at trip hot with us. tub. <laughs> That's why I love Cold you. Cold tub. <laughs> this is like an ice bath. Have you ever had an ice bath? People do that. No, people do sports. that though. Do you play sports? No, no. Well, no. Well, yeah, I used to, but I've never taken an ice bath. And oh. I know people do. Me That's either. like, yeah. I kind of want to just do it. Yeah. What's that? up? What'd you find in the box of Issues. So this is Frank. Yep. What? Who's I guess Frank? Trevor put this in here. Trevor. This is so Trevor and I once went to uh, Toy Joy downtown okay. in oh, Austin, yeah. which is like a toy shop. She was bragging about all the Ruby merchandise that was in there. I was being very proud. 
Um, but they have a lot of cool stuff in there, yeah. including blind boxes. Blind boxes of the series called uh, I What's think a it's Smisky. What's a blind box? Blind boxes are like they're. Like there's different brands that do this, clue, like Simpsons, Futurama, like all these. We do now. We do a blind box. Blind, box. blind boxes, Ruby Check blind it boxes. Out. It's basically like these little toys that you get where you don't know which one it's gonna be, um, and they're usually pretty cheap, like four to six bucks. It shows on the side of the box. There's like one of like five or so options. Okay. So you're yeah. like, okay, I could like, get one of these. What the chances are? Yeah. Um, and there's a series where I don't even know what this is. Here, so like I don't know <laughs> if we can get a close up um, of his face, but basically it's this little glow in the dark figure here. I'll, um, and he makes this face. He's very sad. In, he looks uh, in every pose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ah, he's so cute. So in this one, he's laying down. He's laying down. Um, and that's the. And he just makes this face that he's just like. I don't I, know if it's that drastic, but. Oh, you're, you're right. It's more. Yeah, it looks like a sad, like a sad sad. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. It's a sad sad. Couldn't hold it. But uh, but, but yeah. So so we I, I thought he was fucking adorable, and we got him, and we got the laying down one, and we called him Frank because well we kept calling him Freak, and I thought it was just a little <laughs> That's mean. Yeah, a little mean. So I was like, we'll call him Frank because it's close enough. Yeah, and. Uh, I think you hit him first. I, so, so, so yeah. yeah, he bought it and took it home with him. So when you open up her drink cabinet, like the main shelf is right at eye level, and I <laughs> snuck him in there when I came to visit one time. And I think I was like, "You want some water?" And you're like, "Yes, I would like some water." <laughs> yes, I would like some water with a fresh glass from your cabinet. You opened it up and just soft Frank. Yeah. So now it's a running gag that we always hide it yeah. somewhere you in two, each other's. Yeah. Two lovebirds. What is this? So I think Meryl tried to ruin it at the start well, of the I didn't show. Try to, I, I didn't. I didn't try to ruin it. He did a bad job of explaining. I mean, if you would have said like. You just went shuffling your way into the box of tissue issues. My favorite. Well, yeah, because yeah, this I is. Think my, you're a guest here. Okay. <laughs> that, my box. Yeah, and I don't know how it works. Marielle. <laughs> I sense jealousy. He's, All a good, right. he's a good boy. Frank. Well, he'll he'll keep us company while we do this mm -hmm. box of issue. Oh, perfect. Dun, 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 dun. All right, Same this one way. comes from an anonymous male. And he writes, I recently met a girl from work who just moved back to the States after two years at our international office. We hit it off at an office happy hour and have seen each other fairly frequently for the past few weeks, but haven't had sex. I definitely have feelings for her, and I do think she feels the same way. However, she has legitimate concerns about starting a relationship within the workplace, especially given that we'll be working together on a couple projects. As a general rule, I don't date people I work with, but I've been single long enough to know what I want out of a relationship, and I do feel a very strong connection with this person. I've worked at the company long enough and earned enough street cred that I don't think I just become that guy who's dating a coworker. And we sit in separate offices on two separate teams within the company. She has reservations about starting something, but I'm ready to give it a shot and see where things go. There is a chance it doesn't work out because of work conflicts or because things flame out, but I don't think these are reasons not to at least try. What are your thoughts? Am I being too rash about all of this? I would say those are definitely reasons why it might, like, why you shouldn't try it out. If, like, if it might flame out and then you're still working with somebody that you're dating, like, that's a, yeah. it's absolutely a reason why you might not want to try it. But uh, that being said, having dating a coworker, like, it's worth... Yeah. Me. Um, you might have heard of her. Oh, congrats, Barbara. <laughs> uh, but it's me. <laughs> it's it's worth having that conversation, and she she seems to feel one way. You seem to feel another yeah. way. So like, make sure that you kind of discuss that, and like, and and you know. Well, we kind of had a very similar situation. Yeah. Where um, so did we? Trevor and I started seeing each other very casually at first, kind of at mm -hmm. the end of December, but then like you were gone for Christmas, mm -hmm. so it, it was. Um, kind of like left in limbo for a little bit of yeah. what it was. 
So we like hung out, like I had like a birthday meetup, and and we went out for drinks to hang out at um, doesn't matter where, but a pub, a pub, <laughs> um, just just like just just hanging out, and then because uh, I think we both had a little bit of interest in each other, and um, I was very like candid about like dating somebody who I was co like like what is this uh, like we're both working together, like there are definitely like concerns to be aware of. Um, and uh, and then immediately I was out of town for like two weeks. Yeah. And so we kind of like stayed in touch via text. But ultimately, I think it was great that we had those conversations because like if we were gonna try to date, we we needed to be aware of these concerns. And kind of like while uh, while talking about it and being open and honest about it, um, we kind of got to know each other very well because we were just being very open and candid with each other. And uh, and we found that we had a very strong connection, mm -hmm. and uh, and I felt that the connection was strong enough, like, and I, I hope you agree, uh, but the connection was strong enough that I was like, I'm not really super concerned about. Well, at first, you know. I was very hesitant. Yeah. Because I was like, this, if this goes wrong, or if like right. this is just a fling or anything, like I don't know what that'll mean for our working relationship and all that stuff. Right. And so at first I think we were very much like, this is a bad idea, we shouldn't be mm -hmm. hanging out, we shouldn't be pursuing this, but then like, we just never wanted to stop hanging out yeah. and like, being very honest throughout the whole thing. I definitely had, felt like I had my hand up like, to be like, I think of both of us keeping did. We were kind of keeping each other at arm's length to, like, until, uh, ow. <laughs> oh. and, um, that's, and that's smart, yeah. you guys were doing it right, that's smart. But, and then, yeah, and then we got to know each other very, like, pretty deeply, and then we were like, well, I, I think that there's something way deeper here than, like, so I'm not really concerned about those risks because I, yeah. And I, I, get, the, I get the concern from her, but it's also, it's natural to kind of be interested in people you're working with because you're around each other a lot, you probably have similar interests, mm -hmm. you have similar friends, um, and it's just, you're, you see each other all the time. Also, I think a thing to note here is that we're all like around the same age. Like we're all, it's almost like high school all over again. Yeah. You know? And we and work at a very open company where you're very open with each other. Yeah, and we're all easy creative. to get to know each other very well. And have mm -hmm. similar backgrounds. You're always open on we're, this show, I know. You know? Yeah. Oh my God, we that's a great always open name. That's a good name. Oh. We've been calling it just Trevor. Canadian Trevor. Gay. <laughs> oh my God, I think he's on to something. Sorry, yeah. Subtic? What? <laughs> But I, Jessica, I also like want to hear your perspective on this because yeah. you were dating someone who works here, but you guys were dating before yes. you came well, to the company. We kept it on the low before she's confused. She All right, started working. She's there. confused. <laughs> All right, who are you, Matt Hollum today? Yeah, Matt Hollum. Just breaking all the jokes. Matt just like when he was on the show, he just kept like not being straight with some questions. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that episode, and great. I can't wait to watch it. It was really great. Um. Yeah, so Devin works in facilities as a hospitality coordinator, and we were dating before. So, so I had worked here, and he came in about six months after. And I know him from college. I did not like him in college. I thought he was a giant douchebag. Uh, so that we didn't even speak in college. Anyway, fast forward years later. Um, so when I put his name in the bag to John Mace about to possibly get this position. Uh, he had asked me a couple questions like, what if one day you guys are in a fight? Or like, if this doesn't work out? And me and Devin even t talked about it because we spend a lot of time together mm -hmm. and then we're gonna spend more time together at work and then what if things don't go well? Exactly, the same, the mm -hmm. same issues, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, but it's one, we had a talk of like, 
we don't actually work in the same office with each other 24-7. So there, there is separation there. And then also it's like a level of maturity and communication that has to happen in the sense of like, there have been days where me and him have been in fights and we do not t see each other or talk to each other. And that's okay because we need to give each other space. So even though we work at the same place, we know to give each other space. And it's all about respect. The same, the same type of you know, important qualities that need to be in a normal relationship have to be in a, in a workplace well, relationship too. Part of that respect is respecting each other's professional careers. Absolutely. And like the last thing, like let's say this didn't work out mm -hmm. and whatever, like the last thing I would ever dream about is ever affecting negatively someone's career or sure. someone's mm -hmm. like path. Oh uh, bro, if you fuck shit up. Mariel might fuck you up. Yeah, oh. coming for you. Ooh, I'm coming for you. I'll protect you. I'm scared. I'll, I'll ruin your shit. I'll ruin your whole fucking life. But it's I will just find your bank accounts. It's just like because I don't know. I feel like when you're in a relationship that's like working, you both respect each other and love each other to an extent where even if it did end for whatever reason, you mm -hmm. still respect each other enough to know that you shouldn't fuck with right. their jobs and their professional track. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then also if you work at a at a place where you know, and I use the office as an example because that's the only type of like. Uh, kind of the place show office? the show, the office. Of I was where, like, this like, office? They have... I'll support you. I think that before you get too deep, the office has many different relationships in it, and I think that many. If you watch, if anyone at home has or has not seen it, there's so many parallels that anyone can draw to it. Yeah. Yes, there's so many real relationships in that show that you can. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. No, and where you have to kind of like go to, you know, um, is it HR where you talk to them and be like, hey, this is a thing. Do you guys have to disclose that? No, not here. Oh, I mean, they're very well aware. I mean, people are married here. Like, they're right. aware yeah. of like. That's the thing that like. It's like there's. I mean, there's obviously a lot of front-facing relationships here, like mm -hmm. you two and um, and whatnot. But there's also like, there's like, uh, there's people all over the place that are married to each other. And mm -hmm. there's like, well, I mean, there's you know. Even in Achievement Hunter, we recently our most recent um, editor hire was Alec, who has been working like as a contractor here for a while, and then. And he is seeing our social media manager, Steffi. Oh, okay. And they're both Aww. very, very talented in, but, in what they do, but I also, like, that was one of those situations where I, you know, I messaged Glenn to be like, hey, this is, like, something that might be coming down the line. I want to make sure that we're, like, all above table. Mm -hmm. Like, everything's very transparent. Like, mm -hmm. he's being hired on merit and experience yeah. and everything, but, mm -hmm. like... Yeah. Do you guys think... So, I'm clearly not dating anyone. Yeah, you're dating someone completely... Uh, separate <laughs> girlfriend from works in a completely different industry. Um, Doesn't but, even know Rooster Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, I, she, thinks I, she thinks I just go off. Every day. Where are you going? I don't know. Um, but do you think it would be different if you were an achievement hunter, or you worked in social media, or if if we were if, like right in the same if office? If you were, if you were, well, that's the thing. I mean, I, we have Lindsay and Michael to kind of mm -hmm. uh, yeah you know, aspire to, I guess. But um, do you think in your situations it would be different if you were working together? I feel probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's yeah. one of the things um, in here that kind of like stood out that I would want to talk about is kind of like on, on that point. Like if you're working on a bunch of projects together, it is something, right. it is, it's, it's just worth being very candid about that conversation right. and the risks involved. And I mean, I don't, I don't want to say you're being too rash about it. Cause that's what your question is. Like, are you being too rash? Like, um, maybe a little bit, definitely consider it, definitely talk about it, get to know each other on a deeper level and see then if it is worth the potential risk. Right. Or if you connect on a level that like that risk is a little bit mitigated because you're like like we were saying like you have that respect for each other you have yeah. that high level of maturity. Um, right. you know. Yeah. Because I mean because he does say like we work in different positions different departments but he different does say floors. we're going to have stuff that comes up that we're working together. And that's mm -hmm. literally like 
here. You, yeah. We all work differently, but sometimes you have to get together and work sure. sometimes together. Yeah, like you said, it just comes down to candid communication mm-hmm. with one another. I think it also and, depends on, you know, use your best judgment. If, if something is so wonderful and you're happy doing it, it kind of sucks to miss out on something that could be pretty great. Agreed. Yeah. And, you know, you have to weigh the risk of, like, is the risk of this going to be too dangerous, but, like, what if this really does work out and this is, like, something that is lasts for a really long time and mm-hmm. it's, like, really wonderful, maybe mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, I would, I, it's curious, and he mentioned, because he mentions a few times that she's hesitant. So, like, I mean, yeah. you know, and it's, like, if she feels that strongly about it, then that should, not that it's a red flag, but it should be something that you deeply take into consideration, even if, like, okay, say it doesn't work out, so you can guys can be still friends, but, like, if she's, you know, if you're constantly pushing for this and she's like, hey, like, either I'm not ready, like, I'm not sure if I want to, like, Or just really strict risk about it, not wanting to Yeah, do it. or I don't want to do it, then, like, you could friendship, you, friendship, you could ruin a good friendship there, yeah. too. So you have to be careful about that and um, just kind of, I don't know, man, I, I can't really speak to this question because I've, I haven't ever really been in that situation. It's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And no no answer is right for everybody. Right. I, I agree, it's, yeah. it's, it's all a it depends kind of scenario. Yeah. So we can give you as much advice as we, you know, mm-hmm. like, being open and honest, but, like, at the end of the day, it's it's down to you and her to like communicate. And if she feels very strongly about her position, that's one of those times where like I would say like the no would just trump the yes yeah. because like yeah. you shouldn't force something like that to happen right. if she's very uncomfortable with it or the risks. Yeah, and you should definitely whatever. respect if she's yeah. if she's like, well, pump the brakes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if I'm ready for that. If I don't like, either take more time or just kind of like lay low for a second. Maybe just it, play it by ear. Play it by yeah. ear exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, like just maybe take it one day at a time. Continue to hang out, keep it low key. Maybe like. Keep it open too. Like, don't be exclusive or anything like that. Have kind of something that has no rules to it, and just see where it goes. See how you feel about it in a couple weeks, a couple months, whatever mm-hmm. you need. And honestly, like, as someone who has dated someone at work that has a relationship that ended, it can be okay mm-hmm. as yeah. long as both people are mature enough yeah. about it and value their jobs and value each other's jobs. It could still work out, and people could remain friendly. Yeah. Um, you obviously like after you end a relationship with someone that you were with for a while, it's it's never going to be the same as it right. was before that mm-hmm. started, and that's mm-hmm. just something you have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this yeah. is a pickle, but um, yeah. What what was it? What was the exact question? Am I being too rash? Am about? I being yes. too rash about all this? I think in the end, no. No. Yeah. But take take into account someone else's feelings. Obviously, if you want to do this and you're like, I'm gung ho, let's do it, let's tell the world. Also realize that everyone may not be at that level. Yeah, you've got to always like, take it one day at a time. I'm also going to back out just a little bit and remove myself from the specific question because I don't want to like insult anyone's feelings, but like also think about like how many times you've been attracted to people or how many right. people that you feel like, oh, this is such a connection. I love this person. Yeah. Or I have this crush on this person. Like, and sometimes it's fleeting. You know, yeah. it might not be there next month. Word, like, yeah. so it's just very aware, or it's very important to be aware of all those different elements and not try to be too short-sighted right. when it comes to something like this. It's easy to see um, what's right in front of you and right. want that. So just like, just take all this into account and just like continue to assess the situation, be very open, honestly. I mean, yeah. But also then same old, same things old. could work out very well. Yeah. yeah. And you could end up with someone like... You. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, especially in your case, you guys were like, you, you, were, you were saying earlier, like, well, there, you guys just couldn't stop Oops. thinking about each other or like hanging out. So it's just like... Yeah. That's a huge sign that yeah. maybe you should give it a shot. Too. I think, yeah, something he says is that you he's know? also been in a lot or has been single enough to know that he knows exactly. what he wants. Yeah, which is also and an that's important a, thing. That's a very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Are you looking? Did you make a mark? I kissed you on the cheek and I had you a, looked a little gross. I had a tic-tac-toe board of cliches, and when I uh, got three in a row, I was like, fine. Or it was like a bingo board. Okay. <laughs> it was smaller. Gotcha. It was bean. Yes. Of me? Just bean. B-I-N. Yeah. B-I-N. So when I hit all the cliches in a row, I was like, ah, fine. What are the I, cliches? I'll do it. All right. That's what your kid would look like. That's it. He's totally pure. He glows in the dark and he's hairless. He's he has our expression. Okay. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. All right. Well, thank you for joining us <laughs> this week on Always Open. We're, uh, we're going to be doing uh, an Improve My Profile segment yes. on the post show. Good and drunk. We've had like almost 200 people yeah. submit their dating profiles yes. for us to look at. Keep submitting Including them. Including me. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, we have um, Trevor's Tinder. Submit, oh submit your questions. Submit your box of issues. Submit your profiles. We'll, we'll do what we What's want. What's the email? It is buttsnacks. Nope. At roosterteeth.com. Make it real. <laughs> also, it's, it's just right here. But it's snack. always open at roosterteeth.com. Uh, I'm assuming. It is. Yes. Uh, look at that. Camera flying around. It's ready. Very, it's ready to do the jigsaw. Yep. Treblish. Babish. Jeshkirsh. Mersh. <laughs> Mersh. I love that. Thank you guys for joining me. <laughs> I think it'd be Merle's. Thanks for having, Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Cheers. 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 Love and light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.